0: Welcome, everyone. I'm Jeffrey Goodman, Director of Marketing and Development for the YMCA of Northwest Louisiana. We're here at 318 Latino Studios for shreveport Bozier, my city, my community, my home. And our guest today is the very special Dr. Heather Carpenter. So Dr. Carpenter, Heather, thanks for being here. I really Thank appreciate
1: you. it. Thanks for having me. I Absol- appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, this could be fun. So um, you are... You are the director of INAR, the Institute for Nonprofit Administration and Research at LSU Shreveport. INAR was established in 2001 to conduct research and disseminate knowledge about nonprofit organizations and social research. INAR offers nonprofit education programs, professional development seminars, and quality research and statistical analysis to clients. My goal today is to make people better understand INR and the important role it is playing in our community. So let's start here. What nonprofit certificates and degrees does LSUS currently offer and how will its offering expand beginning this fall?
1: Great. Well, thank you so much for having me today. Of I'm really happy to talk about my work um, and INAR, um, So our mission is also to increase the capacity of nonprofits, and our degree programs are focused on primarily focused on nonprofit administration. So we have students from all over the United States and locally that are enrolled in our program. So our our program that's been around the longest and is the most well known is our Masters of Nonprofit Administration. We have 175 students from all over the United States, and that's offered through LSU Online. Uh, And we also have um, some non-degree certificate programs uh, through the Office of Continuing Education. So these are on-demand online certificates that students can take at their own pace in grant writing, human resource management, fundraising, um, if people want to refresh their skills or learn about a new topic in nonprofit administration.
0: Typically, how how many hours is a certificate program?
1: Um, It's... Pretty much um, takes around 8 to 10 hours of an individual's time to go through that. um, If they go straight through. But some people do it in segments because they're in modules. So, yeah. Um, And then um, we're launching several new programs this fall. uh, And the newest program is going to be our in-person Bachelor of Science in Nonprofit Administration. And we're really excited because this one will be really focused on... um, helping prepare the next generation of nonprofit leaders and have internships with nonprofit organizations in the community. So there's only about 33 of these programs across the United States. And and with these programs that exist, it's really they're very connected to the community with service learning and um, and where students do projects and internships with local organizations. Um, So we're really thankful for our advisory board, which. You're a member of, and um, other members that have enc- encouraged us to offer this degree program, uh, and then we also um, are going to be launching two certificate programs that are for credit. So what that means is is that um, if a student's not ready to do a full bachelor's degree, or they've already have a bachelor's degree and they want to just get their feet wet with a um, with the graduate certificate program. So these are like um pieces of our program. So the graduate certificate is for courses um, and like nonprofit administration, nonprofit fundraising, nonprofit finance. Um, and so we've got a lot of response from the community feedback of professionals from around the country that want this type of Education and if they want, then after that they can continue on to do the full degree. Um, so we've had some some nonprofit professionals in in Washington State that have been piloting this certificate and it's been very well received.
0: And that'll start this those fall will, as well. yeah
1: those both programs and those are online. Um, so like I said, we have the masters, which is completely online, and then the two certificates that are online, um, and then uh, the bachelors will be an in person option as well. Um, yeah, so we're we're very thankful for the community and the interest in these
0: programs. Absolutely. All right, so I think my next two questions have to do with some quotes that you've provided in the past. Um, you once said, "plentiful job op- plentiful job opportunities exist in the nonprofit sector, as eight percent of the Louisiana workforce is employed at nonprofit organizations." Those opportunities exist locally as well with approximately 2,000 nonprofit organizations employing nearly 20,000 workers in the Shreveport-Bossier area. You mentioned this a little bit, but can you talk about how many nonprofit degree programs similar to what INR offers exist locally? I, I know you threw a number, I guess, nationally, exist locally in, in the state.
1: Um, well, there isn't other programs like ours in the state. So our competitors, we're, we're not really, I guess we're our competitors, but we're part of a national organization called the Nonprofit Academic Centers Council, which I actually happen to be on the board of, that sets the curriculum um, guidelines for these programs and accredits these programs. Um, and so I guess you would say that our closest competitor is like Texas A&M. Um, also, Auburn, Alabama. So, there's only 50 master's programs like ours in the country, um, and so that that would be my response to locally in the state. So I was talking to a prospective student um, yesterday, in fact, and she was like, oh, I'm researching master's programs. And wouldn't you know, I found one right in Shreveport. I mean, I've been looking all over the country and it's amazing that you have this program is here at LSU Shreveport. Uh, because they're they're not at every university. and, and which so. is
0: exactly why I asked the question because I think Inar is a gym in this community <laughs> that very few people know about. And I think it's important to realize how fortunate we are to have this program, not only in our community but in our state.
1: Thank you. Well, I I, I want to talk a little bit more. I don't know if your questions later on are about curriculum. Can I? Yeah, please. Can I talk about the curriculum? Yeah. So often people are like, oh, um, there's lots of misconceptions about nonprofits around the fact that there is a lot of employment. Right, um, you're employed with a nonprofit. Um, they pa- pay well. Um, anyway. I digress. But the fact of the matter is, is that the curriculum is um, set up to help people to run more effective nonprofit organizations. And so often, um, people like who end up in nonprofits, get degrees or focus on other areas, like maybe related to their mission or social work, working with individual clients, and then people end up working or starting um, their own nonprofit organization. So that's why our degree is, is pretty popular and also the certificates too, because some people who already have other master's degrees um, don't wanna do a full degree, um, they find that the certificate is appealing. So
0: yeah, no, it's critical, critical um, information and uh, critical support for, for the profession, absolutely. Um, all right, so pulling another quote, you, you also once said, my mission and passion is to help people, which is kind of speaks to what you just said, <laughs> is to help people run more effective nonprofit organizations. One of the ways that INR achieves the above is by providing consulting services to existing nonprofits and to people wanting to start a nonprofit. Can you talk about the consulting Service arm offered by Inar.
1: Sure, sure. We um, so as we have our master's degree program, so we have graduate assistants that work in Inar that work with me closely, Um, and we are um, we get calls with nonprofits quite frequently, um, local and across the state, looking for assistance. So we um, pretty much provide any type of nonprofit administration. Um, assistance. Um, So things from a fundraising plan or strategic plan, or where do I look for funding for grants? Um, I do financial management training with boards and staff. um, So on different aspects of, of helping them do succession planning um, within nonprofit organizations. So it really depends on the need within the nonprofit organization, but um, my, my students, my consulting assistants and I, we work together to create a proposal based on the nonprofit's needs, and then we work with them um, to, to follow through with that consulting agreement.
0: And that's an important part of INR's work, right, in the yeah. community?
1: Yeah, it is. It is. And it, it's around that capacity building. And and unfortunately, not all nonprofits can afford, I mean, even though we, we're very affordable rates, um, there's very little funding uh, provided for infrastructure and capacity building. And so that's our... Our future mission is to really be able to get funding to provide that um, for free for nonprofits, that technical assistance, so we can be an on-call place uh, for any nonprofit, no matter the size.
0: And I, I, I know what this means because you and I have talked a lot about it, but for someone who's just hearing this term for the first time or hasn't heard it that often, when you say capacity building, like <laughs> explain like that concept. What does it mean to build capacity in an organization? Yeah. Or a non organization? Well,
1: um, well, most people, I mean, I'm assuming most people have heard of the well-known nonprofit organizations um, in our town, like VOA, Volunteers for America, um, The Y, um, Volunteers for Youth Justice. So these are organizations that have a um, good amount of staff and, and capacity to do their work. Uh, but a lot of people, as they're starting... Um, or running smaller organizations, um, they are trying to scale or um, to meet their mission. Um, and so they're trying to raise funds to provide their services. And so what happens is is uh, due to the the structure of how nonprofits are typically funded and supported. Um, many struggle with with going to that next step. Um, so adding additional staff, um, additional software, um, whatever they need to to do their work to achieve their mission. and so that's that's where we're trying to close the gap for them to get to that next level um, so that they could, uh, afford to do a, a, an audit um, to get higher levels of funding, um, so that they could um, train their board um, to be more proactive in fundraising. Um, so, so that's that's perfect. That's in a nutshell.
0: Thank you. Okay, so many many people locally know the name Lano, which stands for Louisiana Alliance for Nonprofits. I know you partner a great deal with the Lano office out of Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. My first question is, does Lano still have an office here locally?
1: Uh, no, they're primarily um, based out of Baton Rouge, but they partner with us on, we, well, we partner with them on the statewide conference. Um, that we're hosting here in September um, at the LSUS campus. Um, And then they they do come up here for different meetings. Like they're going to be hosting a a meeting um, with Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, But we are are working with them because they are really prevalent in the south of the state and they're doing a cohort, professional development cohort, um, in the southern part of the state. And so we're doing one up here. Um, So we feel like, and we've had conversations about what role that they should play versus us. Um, And so, because we do have a statewide presence too, but we, so LANO, it's actually Louisiana Alliance for nonprofits. They don't use LANO anymore. It's, I don't even know if they have an acronym, but Louisiana Alliance, um, they, they provide the professional development. They do a lot of advocacy work and we don't do any advocacy work, but the gap, the difference is we do the research. So we do research on the state of nonprofits. And, um, and so we are, we're working to collaborate with them on providing the research as well and the academics side of things.
0: And you started to get into this, uh, in September of this year, nonprofit professionals from across the state will Descend upon LSU Shreveport's campus for the statewide conference for Louisiana's nonprofits. This conference is a result of a partnership between INR, I had Lano, open, I won't say this, Louisiana yeah. Association for Nonprofits. Um, talk to me about what we can expect from the September 20th conference.
1: Sure, sure. Um, well, I'm really thankful to partner with Louisiana Alliance um, and uh, our goal is really, and this is the first time in many years that the statewide conference has been here in the northern part of the state. Uh, and we're this bringing is an
0: annual conference. Uh,
1: well, it, yes. I mean, I think they took a few years off during COVID, but yeah, last year we had it in Baton Rouge, um, and so they're actually like working to bring a buses of people up here to come to this conference. And we're really hoping, of course, for many nonprofits of our, you know. Three thousand nonprofits that we have in our area will a lot of them will attend. Is um, this
0: open to the public? It's there- open
1: to the public. Anyone can attend. Nonprofits board members. Um, the there is um, so there's a it's a hundred dollars, but then they also it's, we encourage people to join Louisiana Alliance. Um, so the member rate is hundred dollars, and then we do have student discounts as well. Um, but we we are expecting two to three hundred people. Um, and we're bringing in national speakers for this. So. It's a one day a so one-day event on September 20th, we are going to have a reception the night before. There's a pre-conference workshop that's spon- sponsored by our local Association of Fundraising Professionals chapter. We have um, Dr. Colton Strasser, who actually teaches in our program fundraising. Um, he's a certified fundraising executive, and he's also a, a, a master trainer with AFP, with Association of Fundraising Professionals. So he's going to do a pre-conference workshop for us on the 19th. Um, and and that's an additional fee but then on this on the next day um, we have national speakers Maya Anista Smith who's the founding executive director of Born This Way Lady Gaga's foundation um, is going to be talking about their kindness campaign and how they built that organization um, acro- to be a national organization and then we also have Beth Cantor um, who's who's written four books um very well known nonprofit leader um so she um has a blog and she her expertise is actually twofold um, one data ai um for nonprofits um so she's in the nonprofit tech space but she also wrote a book called the healthy happy nonprofit and helping nonprofits um reduce burnout and so she's going to be talking a little bit about that and um And we're really excited that both these speakers are going to be coming to to us. Um, Where does and,
0: one go to to register? Uh, the up?
1: registration link is through the Louisiana Alliance for Nonprofit website.
0: Is it, is it active now? Is it's it active. Live? It
1: is okay. active and live. We do have sponsorships available okay. um, for any company that would like to get access to the nonprofit attendees that work with nonprofits directly. Um, and yeah, we're we're really excited to raise the visibility of our part of the state. Um, as well as we have other speakers as well. And I'm going to be speaking on the state of nonprofits in Louisiana report, the most recent report. So
0: yeah. So I highly encourage anyone in the nonprofit space locally, absolutely take advantage of this. This yeah, is a, a special opportunity.
1: Definitely. Definitely.
0: Okay. So um, my, my last question, we can certainly talk further, but my last question has to do with another thing you brought up. Let's talk about Another aspect, I have Lano all over my questions. Let, <laughs> lastly, let's talk about another aspect of your partnership with Louisiana Alliance. Um, thanks to a generous grant from the Carolyn W. and Charles T. Beard Family Foundation, INAR is currently hosting a capacity-building cohort for nonprofit leaders in the shreveport Bozier region. Talk to me, if you could, about the cohort, how it works, and why this is such an important offering To our nonprofit community.
1: Great, thank you. Um, So, as I talked to you a little bit before around my desire um, and the need for nonprofits to receive capacity building for free so we we really wanted to provide and again with support from the beard foundation we could not have done this without them they funded for the nonprofits to go through a series of 13 workshops on all different aspects of nonprofit administration for 13 weeks uh, for right. 13
0: weeks straight <laughs> and how many so- Talk to me a little bit about the selection. You have how many non? Yeah, so we have lead-
1: fifteen nonprofit leaders, okay. um, fifteen nonprofits of all different sizes. So we have a few startups to nonprofits that are like a few million dollars um, in budget. So um, the small to mid-size range um, that are looking to. Learn different aspects of how to enhance their areas of nonprofit administration, um, and what what we built around this program is we also have mentors um, like you that um, are have expertise in certain areas of nonprofit administration that we've paired up with each of the nonprofit leaders. So the nonprofit leaders then are going to be doing a capacity building project with their organizations. So um, for example, we just met on Tuesday and we're talking further about, okay, now that you've gone through most all the workshops or last workshops next week, what is the area that you're um, wanting to focus on? I mean, some of them had an idea going into it, but as they've had the workshops, they're like, oh, I want to narrow it down Um, so someone's implementing a brand new um, customer relationship management database within their organizations and others doing a marketing plan I mean like we have so many different projects that they're doing. And then they're going to be finishing up the cohort in November um, and they're going to be presenting the project. So I'm really excited about um, what the outcomes will be from this. And again, like building their capacity and supporting them. And they've already told me they want to meet during the summer, even though we hadn't built that into that. I was like, okay, that's great. I mean, we can, that's, I mean, we're trying like as, as to be a convener of nonprofits in the region so they can learn from one another as and well. You are.
0: And so well. it started when was the first of the thirteen
1: uh it was in February. So, so it's this almost runs from done. February
0: to November. So yeah. thirteen almost thirteen consecutive weeks starting yeah. in February and then from June to November, let's say they work with their mentor yeah. on a project and mm-hmm. then in November they'll present the project to yeah. the entire group. Is mm-hmm. that the way?
1: Yeah. And is yeah. this
0: something is this something you see inr continuing to do on an annual basis maybe every two years um yeah, of- I
1: mean this was a pilot um thing uh so like all i mean even though I work for a state institution, I'm still fundraising through our foundation, thankfully, and we we want to be able to sustain this work moving forward, so as I've told the funder, like I want to see the outcomes, I want to see. Like to see if this is worthwhile to continue, um, if this is really beneficial for the nonprofits and then find a sustainable um, funding source for it. Um, So, I mean, just like any nonprofit, we're trying to build our, our base of funding to make our work sustainable. Um, so, and yeah, and if you don't mind, could I talk up a little you bit about some about future about initiatives any, and everything? You talk okay. About anything. Okay. All absolutely right. Absolutely
0: at all. you want I to appreciate
1: I, the I opportunity. Tried to, I tried to
0: just scratch the surface with you because I know you fairly well and I'm, 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 Fairly involved with inR so anything you want to talk about please okay this great awesome
1: thanks well um I'm just really grateful you know for the guidance of our advisory board and the nonprofits that we've met in the community, and we're getting a lot of feedback from the cohort members of of the the challenges that they're facing within their organization to sustain their work um, as we've you know, can I
0: interrupt one? Yeah, sure. What are, what are kind of some of the recurring challenges? I mean, there's obviously everyone or not everyone, but yeah. Recurring one's obviously going to be, we can always use more money, but obviously, uh, yeah. What are other recurring, um, comments you, you hear from nonprofits?
1: I mean, I think it's, um, and I ran nonprofits before I went back to school with my PhD. So I, get it. And I've experienced this myself. It's, it's always focusing on the mission and the work and, and it it was a big deal for them to take out time of like every Tuesday morning to go to these workshops, um, because they've got multiple things going on. And so how, um, how we as, um, Einar wants to continue to support them to achieve their mission, so what that looks like for us is really trying to establish a technical assistance center for nonprofits in our state. Um, so we have billions of dollars that go from the federal government to um, business incubation and business uh, professional development to build the capacity of businesses. Um, and we uh, were working, you know, with Louisiana Alliance to talk about the importance, um, the economic contributions, um, the fact that, you know, as we talked about the 3,000 jobs and the, the, you know, the um, 1.9 billion nonprofits in the United States, I mean, we have 22,000 nonprofits in our state, um, and we're, they're contributing billions of dollars to the economy, to our, our local and state economy, and so um, expressing the importance of how they need technical assistance, too. Um, and so as we have the government funding the SBA, you know, at the national level, there's work to try to form a nonprofit um, center, and so we're trying to do that at the state level as well. So that nonprofits can achieve their missions. I mean, we saw nonprofits during COVID; they were on the front lines of providing the food, the social service assistance. They didn't stop um, doing the work, and in fact, they saw an increased demand, more work, and they had less staff doing that work. Um, And so they, you know, they tend to. The research shows that they tend to be opposite of businesses when businesses struggle during recessions. Nonprofits are actually thriving and doing more work um, because they're serving the most underrepresented in the community. And we have also the fact that we are one of the highest rate of poverty in the United States, in our state. And so we have major human service nonprofits in our region and in our state that are doing this pivotal work. And so we're hoping that, you know, we can further collaborate with government officials and, um, key leaders, corporate leaders in the community to to continue to express how important nonprofits are vital to the community and economic contributors just like businesses um, and so that's that's my soapbox that's my my pitch that's what I've been passionate about for for many years and I'm really grateful for this platform for to be able to do this and so Our next projects are that, and however long it will take to get funded, I will do this work to try to build this technical assistance center. Um, You know, I would love to be able to provide free services to every nonprofit, but we have to pay our bills. So INAR is primarily um, sustained by um, our our clients with our nonprofit organizations. I mean, we are a unique institute within the university in the sense that um, we are self-funded. Uh, and so we are similar to other nonprofits in that regard, so we're we're working to continue to sustain our work um, to achieve our mission. But the other project um, stemmed out of the state of the nonprofit sector research um, was the GIS map. So that's something that I'm really excited to to launch and share uh, with the state as a resource. Um, and again, with with our work, we're we're looking for sponsors um, of this map. But we have all twenty two thousand nonprofits mapped, um, and we're thankful we have graduate assistants. But in order to sustain and update this map, it takes time and money to do that. Um, but we feel this map is going to be a resource for um, funders, um, leaders, um, capacity builders, anyone looking to. Look at the nonprofit data, see where they're located. You can search for nonprofits by the type of nonprofit they are. So the National Taxonomy of Exempt Organizations classifies nonprofits under this NTEE codes. And so there's 10 primary codes like arts nonprofits, health and human service, education. And so you can search the database for that. Um, You can search by organizational size. You can search by parish, by zip code. So all different search categories. And then the public can download the data and, and look up the nonprofit. So we had a nonprofit here in Shreveport that was trying to start that's doing crime prevention. And so they came with, met with us, and we did a search. Where we said, okay, here's all the other crime prevention nonprofits in the city like that you need to reach out to. So this is going to be helpful for other people who are starting nonprofits. I mean, we get calls from all different types of um, nonprofits that are starting up so that's that's our project and so that one we're we're hoping to launch in August um and then the other thing is is that we are going to launch with our conference is something that we've been working on for a few months as part of our consulting services is we want we want to provide um a, a a booklet we're providing a booklet it's almost finished it's called your journey to nonprofit success and so it's for nonprofits and board members of just um the primary things that you need to know to run a nonprofit. So type of insurance for nonprofits, uh, what basic things that boards should know. And so going back to your question of what are the challenges? And those are the things that we've found out is that, and what we've already provided is like training for boards on financial management. since that's a legal requirement for nonprofits to know, for the board members to understand the finances. And a lot of people don't know nonprofit finance i mean it's not taught in business school it's we have a specialized accounting rules um and so we, we you know we're providing that training but we're like we're very one of the few that are doing that um and then there's, um, you know, just succession planning, volunteer management. So we're going to be offering workshops in the fall on those topics. So on, I'm going to be teaching a workshop on financial management. We're going to have a volunteer management workshop. We'll continue to offer grant writing because that's very popular. Um, but we're, we're trying to address and do workshops that from, peop- from the cohort and from the nonprofit leaders that we've been talking about that they, they say, I want a workshop on this. I want help with this. And I think, you know, you were a part of the the marketing um, cohort one, and that's something that we need to explore further as well. Um, so we had the nonprofit leaders rank, what's the most important in marketing communications came up. And again, that's not an area that's funded very much. I mean, you know, it's, 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 but it's something that nonprofits need in order to raise awareness of their services. I'm preaching to the choir here, but
0: anyway. No, I completely agree.
1: <laughs> so... Anyway, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about this. No,
0: I love it. I love, you know, I'm a huge fan of yours. I'm a huge oh, fan thank of your you. organization. Thank you. And I thank think you. what you're doing is, is, is important work. I think it's much needed in this community. I mean, what you said earlier, I think you are bringing nonprofits together. We're learning from each other. We're, we're making new relationships and we're being able to leverage each other's knowledge. And all of that is is incredible. Is invaluable and incredibly helpful. Um, to each of our each of us better achieving our own missions,
1: thank you, thank you. I think we just need to work together to say that nonprofits need to run effectively with infrastructure and with technology, with staffing um, in order to better help and serve the community. so it's a message that we're we're trying to continue to work to get across and and to support nonprofits, and like I said, in that gap that where they don't necessarily get funding for.
0: So. Don't ever lose your passion. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Anything else you want to mention?
1: No, I'm I'm good. Thanks for being here. Okay. Really Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you.